Thank you.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencita, who's on the line. Good morning. This is JR. Good morning, JR. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Sister Yvonne, happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday and good to hear your sound. Thank you, Valacita. Have a great day. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday. I heard someone else. Who was that? Hey, good morning, Valacita. This is Danette. Have a good day. Good morning, man. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, good morning, Valuable. This is Trumina, the finisher. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Trumina, the finisher. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Good morning and happy Wednesday. It's Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Love you. Love you and good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. 
Good morning, Krishonda. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, V. It's Didi. I love you. Good morning, Didi. I love you, too. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hi, good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of March, where our monthly theme is entitled Identity. The declarers will focus on the importance of discovering, embracing, and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest our God-ordained identities in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth, along with prayer during the week, and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. 
May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Christina Joy. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah, God. We come to you and we trust in you this morning. Mm. We know that you are our shield. You are the horn of our salvation. You are our stronghold and our refuge. You are our God, our rock in whom we take our trust in for our protection. We thank you that because you have given us the authority, according to Luke 10 and 19, to tread upon the scorpions and the scorpions and all power of the enemy, nothing by any means shall hurt us. You said that you will keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds on you. So we trust in you this morning. We know that we are anxious for nothing. And we decide today to think on those things that are true things that are honorable, that are right, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report of excellence and anything worthy of our praise. We come and we dwell this morning in your secret place and we abide under your shadow. Cover each and every one of us with your feathers and let us walk under your wings as we take refuge. Let your faithfulness and truth be our shield and our armor. So that we are not afraid this day, that the arrows that are thrown, 
but instead we take up our shield of faith, which quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. We have faith to know that if a thousand fall at our side or 10,000 at our right hand, that you will not let any of it come near us. We ask that you give your angels charge over us to keep us safe in all of our ways, and in the angels' hands they shall lift us up, lest we dash our foot against the stone. We lift up our children this morning, those that are getting ready for school, those that are already at school. We ask that you would allow for them to be protected, to be covered by the blood of Jesus, that you would supply their every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus, that you would demolish every pending attack of the enemy against our children this day. We lift up this nation to you. We pray that you would continue to allow the leaders of this nation, from the president, all of the executive branches, Congress and Senate, even the local, state, and regional and federal agencies to be guided and directed by wise counsel, that they would acknowledge you as the Lord Most High, that you would protect this country against any pending dangers, anything planned, domestic or international, that you would continue to bless and strengthen the ecclesia, the called out ones that dwell on this land. Mm. I lift up all the prayer requests to you, those that were unspoken, that may not have had a chance to utter anything because you know the desires of our heart. We ask that you would hear our hearts cry, that you would hear our prayers. And we declare that we have free passage for our prayers to ascend into the realm of the supernatural and shall not be earthbound. So as we come boldly before your throne of grace right now, during our time of need, as we start to take our phones off of mute, knowing that our prayers have a free passage, we know that because you said that if we are the humble and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you will hear from heaven and forgive our sins, and you will heal this land. So we come boldly before your throne of grace during our time of need. So as you take your phones off mute, we can declare what it is that we want the Lord to hear, knowing that we yeah. come we thank you. 
take some time to actively engage and agree with what the heavens are blaring about us, keeping in mind that fasting is not for God. It is for you. It is for you to reconnect, to re-engage, to um, be very deliberate and or intentional about building relationships with Jesus, about knowing him in the power of his might, in the counsel of his will. It's about moments of enlightenment. It's about entreating him with thanksgiving in your heart. So I'm excited about today's fast. Um, it, it has um, proven to actively engage my intellect that it be made low, that he be elevated, that he be lifted up, that he would draw all men unto him through my life and through my light. Amen. So I just extend the invitation uh, to anyone that is feeling a little courageous on today. Perhaps you've never fasted before. Uh, but I assure you that in this hour, fasting is going to be a gift to your life. We have been having an amazing, amazing time. I don't know about you guys, um, but from each teacher that has shared on this month, I have been absolutely blessed. Angela on yesterday, Trelina on Monday. Um, as my, my grandmother would say, it's, it's getting gooder and gooder. Amen. I want to remind everyone to take just a moment to check, to double check, and to triple check your phones for me and ensure that your phone is on mute for the continuity of the call. Uh, yesterday, and this is a little off topic, yesterday I was, um, I very seldom look at our stats, um, but mm, I think it may have been about the 76 or 77 different places in the world globally. All seven continents, people are listening to this phone call. It's mind-blowing. And But for the wind of God um, actually picking it up and carrying it, I know that that would not be the case. And so to each of you, your sound um, is important, and even if all you do is open your mouth during corporate prayer and praise, your sound may be the very sound that shifts someone's life. So I thank every person for being a part of this process. So right before I go into teaching this morning, I'd implore you to grab a piece of scratch paper. You guys know when, whenever I share, it ends up being story time, but I want to pray and cover your thought process while we do so. Father, we thank you this morning for yet another opportunity to say, God, you are great. You are Abba. You are our Father. You are our great and living King. We thank you that you made choice of us to give us uh, your ear in this hour. Let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, give us an ear to hear this morning. Uncircumcise our ears. Unscale our eyes. Uncircumcise our hearts. 
God, captivate our minds with your love that you would be lifted up in our lives, that men, boys, women, girls will know that you are absolutely a risen Savior and you have us in mind. I thank you that from the foundations of the earth, God, you were there. And from that very foundation, you established us. God. And so as we venture in uh, these last days, God, that you would give us the wherewithal to be salt and to be light to the nations, God. For every person under the sound of my voice, I pray that you would supernaturally impart to them the wisdom necessary to glean in this hour what their assignment is, that true identity is given from the Father. And I thank you in advance that we will fulfill that which you sent us to do and meet you empty, having completed every single action item on your to-do list for our lives. God, we come against every uh, dark power. We come against all forces, every arrow of the enemy. We thank you that we have on the breastplate of righteousness, and we thank you that we have the capacity not only to guard our hearts with all of our diligence, recognizing that out of it are the issues of life, God, but we come into full agreement with what is written of us in the heavens. I thank you, great God, that you are, that you are changing our hearts with one word at a time, that you are regulating our minds with every conversation, with even our groans and our tears. God, not only do you hear us, but you give a great answer. So I thank you in the matchless name of Jesus, we ask the Father, amen, and God, we bless you. So this morning, um, I'm going to travel a little bit in the Word of God, but right before I do, um, I want to share a little story with you. Uh, For those of you that know my history, um, I've spent from the age of 14 years old all the way up until I was 35 years old as a hairstylist. I grew up, my grandmother was a hairstylist, and so it was a very innate gift. Um, But when I started bearing children, as my grandmother would call it, um, being self-employed is is very, very different. And on my second go-round with my my second salon, um, my medical benefits and things of that nature were extremely high for a family of three. And, you know, when you, when you make an money in, in hand, it's very different than when you're getting a check and somebody deducts things from your check. So I had to make sure this was this and that was that. And so I, I made a decision that I was going to get a job part-time so that I could have medical benefits. My very first job, and we're talking about identity, my very first job was at what was then called Comcast, right, in Concord, California on Bates Avenue. (laughs) And can I tell y'all a secret? I was terrified. Now, some of you guys have heard bits and pieces of this before, but I couldn't type. Um, I was scared of the computer. I worked with a bunch of folks that that's all they did. Um, and I remember the first day that I sat at my desk, how frightened I was 
um, not just because I didn't know, but I was frightened of the idea of failure, being um, ill-equipped and unable to perform my job because I typed too slow. And you had to take notes with every phone call. I worked in a call center. This little little young boy who reminded me of my little brother, his name was Michael Givens. Michael was seated next to me. And so we became vastly connected. Uh, and again, because he reminded me of my little brother, and he would help me do this and help me do that. Tanya, via the telephone, taught me how to send an attachment, honey, because I was too ashamed to tell anybody that I didn't know how. Fast forward, I, I started the job, and no sooner than I started, uh, once I learned how to navigate uh, the equipment, and it took me a minute, but I ended up getting a promotion because that's just kind of how God moves around <laughs> in my life. And I remember um, after I got the promotion, I met what would be my uh, area manager, my, my sales manager. His name was Kevin Cohen. And should this ever circulate to Kevin Cohen, and should he ever hear it, um, I thank God for the opportunity. I went into a meeting and the director of that particular call center was in a meeting and this specific team wherein I had gotten the promotion at, um, they introduced me. Now in my mind, I'm still trying to figure out, first of all, how did I get here? And um, right after this, this meeting, I could see Kevin out of the corner of my eye and he was standing there he had this really odd smile on his face after I finished speaking. Well, I didn't I didn't necessarily know it then, but later he invited me to his office. And I'm not really sure how y'all, but we ended up talking about God. <laughs> I'm I I, I listen, I I've been me. I just didn't really realize I was me. Some kind of way, Holy Spirit had navigated us to uh, speaking about how grateful I was for the opportunity considering my background and my history. So unbeknownst to me, Kevin was an avid atheist. He proclaimed it up one way and down the other. In this season of my life, I was not just dedicated to the things of uh, the kingdom, but in my mind, I wanted everybody to be saved. I was probably a little bit annoying. Well, that ended up um, turning into, for the next three days, Kevin would call me into his office. He wasn't concerned about what was happening with the cable company. <laughs> he wanted to know about this God I was so convicted by. He wanted to understand why my conviction was so passionate and how could I believe in something that I could not see and how is it that I had come to the conclusion that not only is there a God, but I couldn't live without him. And I talked to him and I walked him through scripture. Now, mind you, this is the <laughs> this is so there's a director he was the seat under the director um at at this particular call center 
And for three days, he literally held me hostage in a room because he wanted to know the God that I know. At the end of the third day, Kevin allowed me to pray for him, and I prayed for him, and he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I know this is a weird story, y'all. My life is a cartoon. (laughs) Not only did he accept Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, but that day he quit Comcast. Three days turned into, for him, a resignation. But it also marked me as the troublemaker in that particular call center. <laughs> Why am I telling you this? Um, I'm telling you this because we're talking about identity. And I, I want to say this um, from probably the most uh, low place I can find. I had no idea, y'all. Y'all listening? No clue that I've been me. <laughs> I had no idea. I really, y'all, I missed it. I really, really didn't get it. Now, that was probably um, in about 1996, 97. And I remember right after that, it created a thing for me at work because everybody was trying to figure out what did I do (laughs) to this man in the office. And and so I, I was known for having my Bible on top of my desk. Desk. So now uh, the managers would tell me things like, "You're you're gonna have to put your your Bible in your drawer. You can't have that out." Huh? Wait, what? What just happened? Um, nevertheless, long story short, um, <laughs> that moment was not just defining in my life. But I talked to him maybe about 15 years later, and not only is he saved, but his children attended Christian school, uh, and and he and his wife were now operating in ministry. It blew me away. And what I found myself doing was um, really saying, okay, like, not only is this thing real, but if given the opportunity to believe from a place that your conviction is so sure that you have the ability uh, to prepare somebody for the rest of their life in this critical hour. Um, We are, as believers, responsible for a certain level of not only integrity in our walk, but we're responsible to be sure. We're responsible for stewarding Um, our belief system, for stewarding our thought process, for stewarding our company, for stewarding um, how we do business. We are responsible. I want to ask you a question. On your job, on a day-to-day basis, do they know who you are? And not because you Jesus people to death, but because there's a thing. See, in that meeting, I didn't talk about G. I don't even know how the man knew that I was uh, a believer. I'm not really, I'm not really even sure how we got to that place. But God is a God of divine appointments. There are moments in time that He has set aside for you to be love, light, and salt to someone. The question is, are you prepared? Are you equipped? If you were um, 
to be in a situation where you had to walk somebody into uh, a place of salvation, would you be able to disciple them? Would you be able to effectively evangelize in such a way that not only their life would change, but the course of um, everything around them would? That man left that job in three days. I could not believe it. I was absolutely blown away, and I was like, oh, no. Did Jesus, look, introducing you to Jesus make you have to go home and explain to your wife why you can't pay the bills? Lord Jesus, they're going to put me out for sure. That being said, let, let's go to the word really, really quickly. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's walk this text. I'm going to take you to Second uh, Corinthians, uh, the sixth chapter. And I'm going, to, I'm going to start here, and then I'm going to walk you one more place. I'm going to start here, Second Corinthians 6 chapter, and let's start at the 14th verse, right? Let's start at the 14th verse. So, uh, again, super familiar passage of Scripture. Both of them will be. It says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has a, as a believer uh, with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I dwell in them. I walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you over to Matthew, and let's go to the 25th chapter. Start at the very first verse. And I promise I'll marry them in a moment. When when I used to hear that, uh, come from among them and be ye separate. You know, if if you listen to someone that's legalistic, it'll uh, it'll it'll give you a mind um, of having the unmitigated gall to turn your nose up at somebody when in fact it doesn't have anything to do with that at all. It has something to do with the realization that. Literally, our lives are separate from those of unbelievers only in an effort to draw them. It's not about segregation. It's not about isolation. But it is um, it, the coming out part is not necessarily um, about the physicality of it. Um, it is more about the metamorphosis of the realization that your responsibility as a believer is to be so separate, so different uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, that someone recognizes the difference, that there is a line of demarcation because it's the gray areas where things die. It means that your conviction should be sure. We're still talking about identity. The, the reality is we have lived in 
such a diluted world. We've lived in such a mundane and a, uh, as Valerie, the encourager would say, a go along to get along um, universe. We've uh, experienced um, life as average and regular with low expectations and very, very low faith levels. Our belief system has been infiltrated by average by basic, by regular, by unprepared. And again, um, all well-meaning, not necessarily deliberately, but what we notice in today's culture is um, a high tolerance for uh, anything goes, a high tolerance for uh, living a life that um, is, is really indicative of someone who does not recognize their value. Let, let's go into this particular passage of scripture. It, it's a trip how the Lord gave, gave me this. Anyway, uh, Matthew 25, the first verse of 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. And then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps, and the uh, the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, uh, there, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, listen, honey, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you don't know the day nor the hour. Um, gone are the days uh, where where grandma's faith will sustain who you are as a kingdom citizen. Finished are the times, um, and don't get me wrong, the prayers of my grandmother, I'm sure, are looming in the atmosphere even as I speak. But today, by the grace of God, I have a relationship of my very own. If you notice in this particular passage of scripture, uh, the numbers were balanced, but uh, there was a leveling. There was a line of demarcation. There were those that were equipped and those that were not. There were those that were prepared and those that were not. And really, that's the hour that we stand in, which means that your identity and the clarity of it. See, the five wise, they understood their assignment. I want to ask you uh, this morning, do you understand your assignment? Even as, um, and, and mind you, 
if you know my history, it would take Christina to tell you, every corporate job I've ever had, do y'all know what I get in trouble for? (laughs) I get in trouble for talking about Jesus everywhere I go. And not because I'm just walking around, Jesus, Jesus. No, that's not it. Um, There is a line of demarcation that I don't necessarily even know that I had. There is a, a, a conviction as a, as a young woman, a young girl, I knew that inside of me that there was something more, there was something extra, there was something different that uh, somebody was trying to keep from me. Now, get this, my nosy self, I just want to understand. I just want to know. Uh, my favorite thing to do is say, so can I ask a question? And literally, this is uh, what my relationship with Abba is. I I, I just want to understand and hear these uh, 10 women, all with the same capabilities, all with the same potential, all with the same uh, quality, perhaps, all had access to the very same things, but there were some that were willing to do the work and others that were waiting on someone else to do it for them. There are moments in our lives that God will uh, put you in a position to test your, uh, 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 not only your abilities, but test your preparedness. It's almost like uh, being a, a middle schooler or high schooler or even in elementary school and every now and then they would do a fire drill to make sure that you knew the escape route, to make sure that you knew the path that you were to take should there be an emergency. Right now we are in a, a test. <laughs> The sirens are blaring and people are still sleeping. People are still um, confounded by uh, their desire to be superstars and take mount platforms and um, have all kinds of uh, different desires based on what this world has to offer when we are actually in a crisis. The bridegroom uh, is soon to come, and it is imperative that we are equipped with oil. When I thought about the oil, any time you see uh, the oil in and of itself in the Word of God, it is is indicative of not just the anointing, but it's indicative of the Spirit of God. So you'll see oil, you'll see water. Um, But these these ten women uh, knew that the bridegroom was coming. They all had knowledge. They were all privy to the same information. We are all uh, privy to the same information, but uh, our course of action is different. Our pathway, our thought processes, our segue, our reality, our revelation of, our um, recognition of who we are is different, right? Uh, uh, the, the the five foolish did what what foolish people do. So you know now the the new saying is I'm woke. What 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 does that what does that mean? It says in the word that the five foolish slept and slumbered. They were uh, more lethargic than the others. And even though the others had an opportunity to rest. They had already prepared themselves before they lied down. They uh, were prepared in case uh, of emergency. If I were to tag this, I'd call it break glass 
in case of emergency. When you don't know exactly who you are, you, you got to go to the place where uh, you can get the necessary revelation that you need. We're talking about identity. See, the five that were wise, they knew that the hour was critical. They knew that it was necessary not only to be equipped, but to be in position. They, they had already oiled their lamps. They weren't waiting uh, to fill them. They had already completed that assignment. Yesterday, uh, I woke up, had, of course, the call. I did my devotion, and I'm, I'm scrolling through my memories, scrolling through um, every now and then on Facebook, it'll say, here are your memories for whatever date. So yesterday was March the, the 20th. And up comes all these different events that I have done for the last, what I did not realize, the last eight years. And then I went back a little bit further and found something from 2009. And in the course of looking at all these things and, and going through the history of um, things that I've said, things that I've done, events that I've had, what I realized for the first time in a really long time is every March, I have done the same thing, so much so that it's a cycle. It's a, it's a system that works, that's effective in my life. I have done something related to Tanya and I did food with friends in um, 2000, I think, 15 was the first one, then 2016, then 2017, and I'm like, oh my God, have have I done this the whole entire time? I, I didn't even realize it. I, I had no clue that I've been who uh, he sent me to be. I, I, I had no idea of the revelation that I had been being prepared. I've been feeling, trimming my lamp. For years, I've been putting oil in my lamp for years, and then all of a sudden, all these oh, 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 before uh, fancy flyers were a thing, these invitations to join the call when uh, we were using freeconferencecall.com. <laughs> and all of this stuff is popping up in one day. What it reminded me of is that um, if you really look back at your life, over the last 10 years, and, and I want you to get something in your mind's eye. What have you been preparing for? What have you done over and over and over and over and over again, unbeknownst to you? What is the thing that 15 years ago you still gravitate towards today? I'm just talking about filling the lamp. I'm talking about what is it that's in you? I had no idea. I had no clue that I had been filling my lap for years, right? I, I totally missed it. Who who would have thought in a million years that I would uh, that I would open a salon and call it Salon Deliverance, y'all? I didn't I didn't know why I named it. That I had no idea. I didn't realize that my life centers around deliverance one word at a time, and sometimes it's the casting out of demons. It's whatever on mine. And then I went back to 2009, and I took, I had taken one of those um, ministry gift assessments. <laughs> I was in Atlanta at the time. I had been there for about a year. 
and that particular assessment came back as apostolic. Well, at the time, I didn't, I didn't really know what that meant in 2009. I didn't, I didn't get it. I, uh, I was, I came out of Baptist church, y'all, and I heard of apostolic church and all of that, but I, I didn't know what that meant. It may not mean anything to you, um, but to me, it, it was a reminder. Dion, you've been trimming your lamp for years. You've been walking in the path of righteousness, right? He said, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of and by God, your life, every step that you've taken to this day. Now, you may have deviated because of a perverted thought because you didn't realize you were you, but at the end of the day, you always end up where I send you. You always end up being in the place that I predestined you for. There are places of predestination in your life that you don't recognize. We know that it begins at the head and it trickles down to the body. There's a responsibility for you to do your due diligence with regard to whether or not if the bridegroom came today and he were to do um, a, a mic check, a, a tally, if he were to do a summation of your life historically, keeping in mind, my grandmother would say it like this, only what we do for Christ will last, right? Even from our ignorance, there is an innate thing that knows that we need God. There's a thing in the center of our will. There's a thing in the center of our understanding that says there is something that is greater than us. The key is getting to a place where you not just understand that there's something greater, but that you understand that there is something greater in you. Let me go back to Second Corinthians because because I want you I want you to get it I want you to hear my heart this morning because uh, when you start to put the pieces together, look in in Second uh, Corinthians the sixth chapter, let's go directly to the sixteenth verse and it says, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. Listen, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. See, identity pushes you back into the truth of who you are. It pushes you into a place of preparation. It pushes you into an active engagement of um not just those that are around you, but everything that you are called to do will start to align uh, with kingdom nature. It'll start to align with the truth of what the heavens are saying. It's, it's almost what I'm discovering is the closer I get to not just understanding uh, that I am the righteousness of God and it has nothing to do with my righteousness but everything to do with his, the more I understand that my steps are literally ordered and have been ordered for many years. Uh, as I scroll through those memories, I'm saying what I've been saying. Nothing about my story has changed. Nothing about my cadence has changed. Nothing about my intentionality concerning discipleship and events evangelism has changed. It's still the same sound. It is still portions and pieces of preparing, not just me, but anyone that is willing to listen. Right? That's my job. 
Like the more I looked at that, the more I understood that nothing is coincidental, nothing is accidental, nothing is happenstance. Even concerning the five wise and the five foolish, I'm sure that you could look at the texture and the patterns and the history and the cycles and the systems of their lives and know why one was unprepared and why one wasn't. See y'all, this, this, this walk, um, as it relates to identity, it is imperative that you understand that you are purposeful. Everything about you is necessary. You may feel irrelevant. You may feel like uh, you are insignificant. I don't care if you are a janitor, uh, if you are a physician on the fifth floor. I don't care if you are the administrator that sits behind the desk. I don't care if you happen to work in housekeeping and you change sheets. I don't care if you are a CNA and you wipe behind for a living. Every single thing about your life has intentionality. Every single day of our lives, we are trimming our lamps or not. Every single day of our lives, we are preparing for a bridegroom or not. Every single day, somebody sees that you have either one of two things. Either you've come from among them or you mingle with them because you still uh, don't see your value. You still don't get your worth. You still have yet to identify that you are necessary, that you are useful, that you are an axe in the hand of the wielder, that you were created to chop down and to cut asunder, that your life is a weapon. I had no idea that I'd walk into an office with a, a, a high-level CEO, a high-level COO, whatever Kevin was, I had no idea that my life uh, was a battle axe for the Lord that day. I did not get that this uh, peculiar-looking, yep, I said it, Kevin, peculiar-looking white man had been uh, uh, worshiping his thought process, worshiping his intellect, and that just because what God gave me, because he gave me a different oil, because he gave me a way to explain it in such a way that not only he got it, but his life was transformed. Now, I didn't do that. Holy Spirit did it. I'm not trying to take credit. Don't do me that. I can literally feel you. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> right? If not for uh, the oil. And I don't even know that I recognize that I had from that moment until this, um, every single opportunity that I get to mention um, upon request, because there, there's a way to do it, um, I, I today have oil because today I understand that my life is necessary. Today, I don't... I don't have to shrink. I don't have to play small when I walk in a room. I don't have to pretend. Um, I often give the illusion of uh, not knowing what I understand intentionally only because I want to know what's in the room. <laughs> so there, there's a, a way to do everything. But this is the question that I have for you this morning. Um, if, in fact, the bridegroom cracked the sky, today. If he came in the middle of the night, would he find you prepared? Would he find that you needed to go and get oil? See, our identity says 
that I have everything that I need because I'm equipped, because I'm preparing, uh, because I recognize that it is important for me to know the word of God for myself. It is key. It is paramount for me to have my own prayer life. It, you know, I, I love Sunday mornings and the preacher is cool, but at the end of the day, I need the word of God to live. I need the word of God uh, to move. I need the word of God to breathe. If the bridegroom came today, would he find you prepared or would you have to scramble <laughs> with the high possibility that you might not be in the number, that you might not make it in. If, if somebody, if your life depended on it, if somebody pointed a gun at your head and told you, uh, listen, if you say you're a Christian, we're going to kill you. What's your story? Now, I know that's heavy to ask, but for real, for real, I just keep it 100. We're in that hour. We're in the hour where uh, if there is nothing gray, it's black and white. There's a line of demarcation. Now, here with these 10, there was the five that got it. There were the five that didn't. In Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, the 17th verse, he said, come from among them, be ye separate. And that doesn't mean isolate yourself. It means be so different, be so sure in identity. Let your conviction be sure. Let it be concrete. Let it be permanent. Let there not be a wavering. Let there not be any wind or a false doctrine that can come blow the truth of who Jesus is to you out of your uh, eye gate. Let it not uh, be able to throw you off and, and catch you off guard and have you interrogating God as if he did not create you, that if he's not all-seeing and all-knowing, what I'm noticing um, is that the more sure I am of who he says I am, the more confident I am with sharing the truth of who he is. Crazy part is uh, I have always had really bonkers faith. I've always believed God. I, I would show up when I opened Salon Deliverance. I'll, I'll never forget it. I'm telling you this for a reason. I went to go talk to his name was uh, Mr. Bennyfield. John Bennyfield was my landlord's name. And I'd seen this building on the corner. It had all windows. If you know anything about me, I love all windows. And Y'all, at the time, uh, I didn't have any money. My, my change was strange. I had just relocated uh, to Vallejo. I had a, a, a kid, and I was trying to, to get my life together. I, I had recently gotten married, and <laughs> I went and met this man because I, I saw this best back in the day when signs would be in the window and say a place for rent. I went and I showed up at this particular meeting and I had a briefcase because I thought I was raw. I was still real cocky and proud. I had no money, but I had a briefcase that made it look like I had some. <laughs> no money, just a checkbook. Didn't have the money in the bank. Met with this man and I wrote this man a check. And then I said, Lord, what did I just do? <laughs> but what I did was I faced it. It was an empty building. I had to do everything from scratch. I laid the floors tile by tile on my knees. I had to get the plumbing done. I didn't take a loan out. <laughs> Obviously, I made the check good. I had to paint. I had to buy everything, chairs, 
furniture, the whole nine yards, y'all. I don't even, I promise to date. I mean, I know where it came from, but I don't even know where the money came from. <laughs> it's like it starts falling out of the sky. And so has it been um, year after year, um, venture after venture, where God supernaturally supplies um, my needs because it's more about um, him being glorified in my life supernaturally than it is about me working laboriously to uh, prove my agenda and my objectives. I'm only saying that to say, if you look back over your life, for real, you do if you do a, a backward tally, and not that he keeping number or record, don't, there's no comparison. My life and your life are very different. I'm called to uh, stuff that not everybody is called to. So this is not to diminish or make low any of your efforts or any of the things that God has called you to. But the question I want you to ask yourself, because because we lack identity, because we are um, unsure and unstable in most cases, and, and I'm not just talking about y'all. There there are moments that I have, and I'm like, am I is this right? Like, am I on track? Am I am I doing the right thing? Should I be somewhere else? Should I be doing something else? Because I don't want to be found outside of His will. I don't want it to get to the ninth hour and the bridegroom come, and uh, I'm not prepared. I, I'm not able to give an answer. Uh, that I'm not able to say, God. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear anything other than, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on up a little higher. Identity says that. I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I know that he has predestined me from the beginning of the earth. I know today, I, I don't just believe it. I know that he's a healer. I know that he's a deliverer because he delivered me. I, I know that he's a mind regulator because I did not lose my mind when I had all legal right to do so. I know that he's a heart fixer when my heart was bitter and broken because I didn't understand that every single second of every single day was ordained from the foundation of the earth to do everything that I did, to be everything that I've become, to operate in every single capacity that I'm responsible for. I don't believe it. I know it today. That took 51 years. But see, the reason that I share y'all is because if it took me 51 years, and there's somebody on this call that's 25, that's 30. If I can catch you up, if I can get you to say, listen, quit tripping. Don't, don't worry. If I had known that Josiah would be at college uh, when he was 13 years old and the doctor told me he had uh, days, weeks, maybe a couple of months to live, I wouldn't have worried. If I had known that uh, DeMaria, even with um, his sickness, his illness, that he would be at work and talking about getting married to his little girl, I would have never worried. I wouldn't have concerned myself if I had known then what I know now. Not only would I walk in um, the mantle that he's predestined me for, see, I wouldn't be ashamed of, uh, would have never been ashamed of my ministry gifts. I would have never been ashamed of being able to see. Uh, I would never been ashamed of uh, operating from a place of uh, being apostolic. I would have never uh, uh, shunned from it. I would have never ducked, no matter who said what. When people came and went, I would have never, ever wavered or been sad. I mean, you grieve people when, when it's time for you to depart, but 
identity says it is God's will over my feelings every time. It is God's plan over my plots and ploys every time. It is preparation over me dragging my feet because I'm scared of what someone will say. Listen, someone is waiting on you to get the revelation of who you are. Otherwise, they're in agony. Someone is waiting for your faith level to be raised up. There's a business. There's a thing that you do, and you do it well. I can use Ruth Ann as an example. She went from the courthouse to driving her truck all around the Bay Area, here, there, and everywhere, serving chicken, honey. You, you could think little of it if you feel like it, but it changed her life. Walked her out of corporate America into her living room and the freedom to be love, light, and salt. Somebody somewhere is waiting on you to pick that pen up and quit procrastinating. You got to wake up from your slumber. You got to come out from among them. You got to be ye separate. You got to make an active decision that your life is not only worth living, but somebody's life is going to be renewed because you're in position. See, the, the five that had the oil, they were in position. They have their footing. The five that were sleeping and uh, had the unmitigated gall, then you got to watch them folks that's going to give me some of your oil. Child, beat it. Get away from me. You won't use me. You won't take advantage of what you think I can get to you. You will not be an opportunist in my company, not in this season. You won't be taking advantage of me. See, it's just as uh, important as you be responsible with your gifting and your calling. See, there are, there are people. Right now today, probably some of them on this call, we've had a whole conversation, and the next thing you know, the conversation we had, I watch it on social media because you took my words, my thought process, and created a thing. My bad. I've learned how to say, oh, yeah, mm. okay. <laughs> right? We got to learn how to take, uh, take care of and protect the oil that's on our lives. It's a real thing, y'all. I didn't think it was. I didn't think people were grimy, but they are, right? You are something. There is a specific use for you. There is somebody waiting on you to say, okay, God, I, I don't know what's next. I'm not sure what's ahead, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare right here. I'm going to start gathering what it is that I know that I need because you gave me this as a kid. You gave me everything that I do right now, I've done since I was a little girl, except for the computer because I was scared of it. But as soon as I started to use it, not only did I start to use it, but I became very passionate about it. Like everything else, I had no idea that it would be used to do everything that I do to date from ministry to business um, to um, mentoring. and Anyway, I'm way over time. I know I said a lot. It's a whole bunch to sort through, but I promise you, um, if you take anything else from me this morning, that I pray that you take a moment, revisit your old journals, Go through your history and find the thing, the thing that you consistently gravitate toward, the thing that you always find yourself doing. It's not accidental, y'all. 
is not coincidental. And if there isn't a thing, right, if you can't find anything that you've done consistently, can I tell you a little secret? This is going to sound a little harsh. You are like the five fools. It means that you've not taken the time to harness your oil. But you can't say nobody ever told you, right? You can't say nobody ever gave you a heads up because you got one. On, on this uh, March the 20th of 2023, if you can't find some type of a pattern, some type of a thing that every chance you get, you are doing that thing, you are ill-equipped for the bridegroom. But now, um, that deficit can be filled because now you have um, and are responsible for the information that you just received. It's time to, to harness your oil. It's time to be prepared. It's time for those that you are called to to know uh, that you are not only equipped, but that you are okay uh, with owning the position of whatever it is that you are tasked for, whatever it is that you were sent to this earth for. Somebody needs your oil somebody somewhere amen with that said i pray that something that i said encouraged you inspired you empowered you but more importantly equipped you to do kingdom bidding business and walk you closer one step closer to identity one step closer to finding that thing that god sent you here to do that thing that will impact the nations if you stand up in it that thing that will give you uh the the confidence that you need to move around uh with fervor to move around with conviction so much so that you find yourself, Second uh, Corinthians, the sixth chapter, the 17th verse, thing, that you come from among them. See, the separation is in the thing that we can identify, your difference. What is your difference? Your, your identity, every single person under the sound of my voice, your identity is in whatever that thing is. Once you own it, I'm telling y'all something. Oh, my God, if I could just hand it to you, I promise I would. That being said, listen, there may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Um, before we just do an Ali Ali oxen free, I'm going to talk long enough for Shell to unmute folks. But I want to give the men an opportunity to say good morning first. After the men say good morning, I want to give anybody that may have called the uh, call a little bit late. Um, and you are new to the call, you've never spoken on the call, um, maybe this is your first time you were invited. So in that order, so men, any men want to say good morning before we move on? Good morning, Elder Eric. Um, hey, good morning. Great declaration. Amen. Good morning, brother. Amen, amen. Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah morning to you. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. So well to hear your wonderful declaration. Amen. I had loved it you the first time and the second one. Any other gentlemen? Hey, good morning, Dion. Thank you so much for your uh your declaration and thank you for giving me food for thought. Amen. Good morning, Jr. Amen. 
anybody, any other gentlemen before we move on? Praise God. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Is there one? Good morning. This is Georgia. Hi, Georgia girl. Good morning, Dion. Great decoration. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Good morning. Hey, Was that yeah, Sister Sylvia, thanks for the declaration. I don't know if she started class or not yet, but Miss Siani, college student at Howard, has been on the call for the last 15 minutes. So, I'm right here. Hi, Hi, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really um, appreciated your word today. Um, I'm one who's like always planning. My grandma can tell you, but I'm working on finding my purpose. We just talked about this before I joined the call, finding my purpose and seeing what God called me to do. I also am someone who's not new to Christianity, but new to adult Christianity. I've always been in the children's church and, you know, the choir and things like that. So just being mature in my words and working on knowing the Lord. So I'm just in a process and I just appreciate the word. Thank you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's why I get up every day at 6 o'clock for the Yannis of the world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, darling. Amen. Good morning. Hey, Good I morning. You. Go ahead. This is wonderful, Wanda. Thank you for hey, your wonderful. declaration. <laughs> Good morning. This is Sister Great Stephanie. Enjoy yes. the declaration. Amen. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Mrs. Mary. God bless hey. you. That was wonderful words. Amen. Good morning, Miss Mary. Thank you. God be praised. Good morning, Deanna. Carla. It, it, who is it? I'm sorry. Carla. Hey, Carla. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Look, well, welcome back. Glad to have you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been aware. Oh, I'm okay. You have full surgery to support it. That's oh, awesome. Okay. Good morning. 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 Good Good morning, it's Pamela. Loved the declaration. Amazing. Tammy. Oh. <laughs> good morning. Good good morning, it's Krishanda. Is that Pamela Jordan? It is. Oh yes. my gosh, you've been on my heart. You and is it your son David? Good morning, yeah. Dion. Great declaration. I'm sorry. Yes. But I've been thinking about her. <laughs> God bless Amen. you. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Anybody else? All right, y'all, let's let's walk right on into the love, life, and victory conversation. Anybody have anything, love, life, and victory? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, I loved your declaration, Pastor Dion. Um, you know, when you were talking, I... Um, 
I'm saying, and I never thought I would even say this, but at 55 years old, I do thank God for the trials. I had it in me too. I remember in college, um, 21, 22 years old, I'd be out with my friends at the clubs. <laughs> yes, I was going to like little parties and stuff, even though, when I was in college. And I'd still have one person and ask them about God. And my friends would be joking, oh, Lord, there she go over there, you know, because I was still walking into my identity and being who God, you know, was creating me to be. And I thank them. I thank them now for the trials. I thank them for, for like a year ago, this time I was out of work. And it was right after your declaration about blow, wind, blow. I got on that call and I said, I wanted that fire back. Um, I'm just kind of like in idle mode. And then that day, and that's how he has worked um, in the past with me. I got laid off. Um, but I, because he's been um, through those other challenges, uh, growing me to even that point, I was able to walk through that in an easier way, trusting him calling out his word. Um, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. I used to get into it because it looked good. And it, it was cool. It was something I would, but now I realize everything I did, I wanted to just immediately like be a CEO. Now I don't really care about that, but I thank him for the steps that he took me to get to where I am right now. And I'll just mm -hmm. say, it was so nice because I was, um, one of my team members, we talk on Zoom. Uh, all of us talk on Zoom on our team. And she was having a difficult, she was saying some things that we talk about on this call, like watch the words that come out of your mouth. Now, um, she's in Utah um, and a lot of the, there's Mormons out there, but I'm, God's just showing me so much. So we were on the call and, I was, and we started at the same time. Like she, she started a week after me and um, I'm performing better because I've been doing this for so long, but she's, I was just giving her an encouraging word. And then I just said, you want to pray? And after, and she said, yeah. And, you know, we went and I said, you know, um, you know, I, and I just went in and it was like in Jesus name, Heavenly Father, thank you for. And I got and she was like, thank you. Thank you. She was so happy. And then I got up. I was like, I used to be scared to ask someone, do you want to pray? And it was just like so matter of fact, like that's the identity that God is taking me through. And I'll say this one other thing. I heard this um, uh, sermon about the um, bamboo tree. Um, the little plant, you, um, and I don't know this, but there's a certain bamboo tree that you buy it, you water it, and like for a long time, it's not doing anything. He was like, I think there's a particular plant that like took four years. For the, and he said at the time that you don't see anything at the top, it's developing a mass root system. And I believe that's what God has done in my life, and he's continued to do it. Like I can talk now and not be complaining and whining like I did when I joined six years ago, and I'm going through some things now. So I just thank the Lord and um, the process and the identity that he, that Holy Spirit has always been in me. So God bless. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Amen. God be praised. Good share, Pam. Good share. That's what's up. Amen. Anybody else? Morning, Good morning. Good morning, Shell. And I heard one more person. Swanita. I'll wait. Hey, man, Shell, you have something to say? Yeah, why you be calling me out like that? Sorry. I love you. Love <laughs> um, I, one, I want to say welcome, um, Siani, to building and being able to stand on your own faith. 
Um, it's a wonderful thing when your eyes are open. I can remember, I think I was about 14 and my summer job, I went and the lady was so welcoming um, that, you know, she invited us over to spend a night unbeknownst. She was like, well, we're going to church on Sunday. And I was like, well, we came to have fun. We didn't go want to go to church, but she took us to St. John mm-hmm, in Richmond and it ignited a fire in me that I was already raised in the church, but it goes to show you how people along your lifeline are there in place to help you along the way. I just see a walkway with people pouring oil into your vessel as you go. Oh my God. And I thank God that when I dedicated my life, I dedicated my life, but I dedicated my work so that my legacy will know him even more than the way I know him. So awesome shares is, oh my God, I'll just see the oil just increasing, increasing, just flowing in the land. So I love you. I just want to share that. So amen. Have a great day. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Amen. Um, good morning. This is Juanita. I just want to say thank you um, for your decoration and ouch on some things there too as well. But, um, you know, I grew up in church. My grandmother was a very inspiration in my life uh, when it came to God. Um, as a young girl, um, I was, I had, um, as a teenager, I, you know, I taught Sunday school, I directed the choir, you know, things of that nature. But when I um, became, you know, adult-wise and had my own children, you know, I brought them up in church as well. But, you know, there's a lot of different things in my life. But when I say that God was still there and, and then there was, it, I was always like um, a little different as you want to say, like you were kind of mentioning such a step apart. I wasn't separated from things that the world was doing or some some instance, you know, I was out there. And I can remember a day uh, being outside this club, sitting outside this club, and this guy, he asked me, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, what, is, what do you mean? And then he said, I can tell that you know, you don't you don't belong in this crowd. You don't belong here. And um, he asked me something about how did I know that God was real? And um, we were outside. It was in that in night, you know, and it was beautiful. This was in Houston. And um, I told him, you know, I mean, I just was like I could see him. I can feel him in the wind. I can feel him in the breeze. You know, just I know that he's real. And just whatever I said, I don't remember everything I said to him, but, you know, and he left me alone, but, you know, it was just like, oh, okay. But, you know, uh, sometimes you don't even think about it at the time uh, that God is still using you even in your, you know, when you're not um, being obedient to him, even when you're not being obedient. But I just thank God that he's still drawing me. You know, and I'm and I'm still leaning in that direction. I'm still, you know, um, wanting to get more and more. I don't want my oil to run out. You know, so I just thank God for your decoration. Um, I know there's more that I have to do, 
you know, and I don't want to be caught with my work undone. So I want to get busy in the Lord. So I just thank you for your decoration. Amen. Amen. It is that hour. That is where we are. It is time to get busy. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, or commentary? Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. I mm-hmm. just want to give comment to your last uh, um, um, comment or uh, uh, phrase that you made about uh, your purpose. And uh, the, I, I grew up um, being victimized. I grew up under a lot of trying circumstances. But what that taught me is to be able to share because there are so many people out here without. And even in my current situation and what I've gone through in life, I have not, I have always, I have always um, shared. I have always, whether I've had a lot, I've had a little. I've always been in a position to share. It's something that I can't help but do. It's something that God puts on my heart to do. It's something that I will do. If I only have a little, I will share with you what I got. You know, uh, the secret center, the, 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 the person that comes around and drops off things. The just, 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 just that yeah. person that gives. And you know, I don't give with a string attached. The Lord gives me all that I need plus that to share. And when I had a lot in the five bedroom house, I was able to share more. And then I was, I said a prayer, Lord, now that I'm, I'm in my little studio apartment, am I going to be able, as I remember things that I used to do, but you know what I'm still able to do as the Lord allows me to do. And I'm just happy that I am the person that I am because you can't take away what God has put in you. Amen. It's the truth. So that's my Amen. purpose. Amen. Amen. It's 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 greater. Keep keep going. Keep going. Keep oh, going. you want me to tell you? No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, okay. No, no, no. I, w- I wasn't saying that. You said that's your purpose. There's more. That's all I'm saying. There's, yes, ma'am. Mhm. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah. Good morning, Dion. Hey, good morning. I heard two people. Let me get an order right quick. Who was that and who was that? Mm-hmm. I can't hear you. Pam. This is Shirley. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, as you know, uh, the last couple of weeks, I, uh, well, one, this whole month has really inspired me to walk into the the identity. And I mentioned to you one of the gifts as far as signing and um I am so grateful because I am now walking back in it, but not only walking back in it, but walking it with confidence. And because of that, I have now been reaching out and uh, perform, not performing, but utilizing it. I, I put it on a hush-hush for a while, and I am just glad again to, to um, recognize that I can have more than one. So I just want to say thank you because it put me back uh, where I've been doing it for so long and this is me, uh, but I try to suppress that because I thought something else was me. And because of this of month, it's resurfacing, but I'm also using it as well. I'm just not looking at it, but I'm walking in it. So I just wanted to say thank you. 
That's a huge deal, Ms. Shirley. Congratulations. I'm excited about it, and I'm sure that's in your peripheral. I'm sure that that's what you'll see if you do a 10-year a, a reach back. You'll look at what it is that you're doing now. So I'm super excited for you and for those that will not have to suffer you because you're not operating in your purpose. I'm excited. Thank you for sharing. Go ahead, Topaz. Good morning again. Um, Good morning. You, sorry, it seems like I'm losing my voice. Thank you for your declaration. Um, it was very powerful, even as you talked about the gentleman that you prayed for and um, how in three days he um, resigned from the job. That was just very, very powerful to me. And um, it just lets me know that the things that I'm doing, you know, even on the job, uh, I'm, I'm walking in the right the right direction. Um, one of my managers was sharing with me she had to go to Poland to go um, check on her father who had been diagnosed with cancer and things like that. And I just started asking her a few questions, did not really know where her belief was or wasn't. And by the end of the conversation, we prayed together. And the, the next day she told me, she shared that with her sister who was in Poland. And she said, um, how is it your coworker will pray for you and pray for your father who she's never met. And we have family members that don't even pray, you know, and we don't even pray for our dad. And so I thought that was very powerful. And I don't know, um, I just felt led by the Holy Spirit to just pray with this woman before she went on her trip. So um, it just lets me know that I'm, I'm doing the right thing. And, you know, it was just confirmation to me. I really appreciate your share. You said so much that I just, I mean, I could take away. Thank you and God bless you, Dion. Amen. God bless you as well, Topaz. That that literally is what it's all about. And and if we are attentive, if we pay attention to how Holy Spirit moves and He flows, I can pretty much assure you, if you're in a room at any given moment, if you're in a room at any given time, I promise you, opportunities arise. I promise you that moments happen, but keeping in mind that God is all around us. We just don't be paying attention. We we literally half the time are asleep. Um, and, and the truth is that if you yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit, there will not be a day untouched by some sort of an opportunity for an encounter, not just for you, but for those who you are called to. And even though you don't give yourself credit for knowing enough, for doing enough, you don't have to. That's what Holy Spirit living inside of you actually presents. So don't be afraid to open your mouth. Even Moses, he told, open your mouth and I will fill it. If you got anything in you, it may feel like remnants to you, but I promise you, you have something to give. You have far more than you give him credit for. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Good morning. Again, this is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much for your declaration. I um, wasn't sure I'd gotten up like about three something and headed because I got stuck in San Francisco with that Bay Bridge yesterday um, at my mom's. But I wasn't going to uh, get on the call, but then Siani called. 
and she was so excited about her Bible study last night and what she learned in Second Corinthians. And she, and then she said, well, I, I'm not sure if I'm on the right track. And, you know, I, um, I, I have, I'm not ready to give up everything, but I feel convicted when I do this and that. I'm like, you're right where you're supposed to be because you're seeking. I say, not only, you know, seek thee first the kingdom of God and all else will be, you know, given to you. And so, um, yeah, and so now she's texting and she's like, okay, so you guys do this every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, text me the number, you know, because she's seeking something, right? And so I just told her, you know, earlier to, before the call, we were talking and I said, you know, God is working on you. You don't even know what he has planned for you. It's going to blow your mind. And he is mm. so excited at what you're doing right now, just seeking him. And it's not mm. going to all come to you right away. It's a process, right? I said, he's, well, you're going to be leading your generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she just, and she, you said something she said. I'm like, it was uh, pertaining to identity. I said, you got a few minutes. Let me just connect you in. Let's, let's just call in. And I just left it at that. And, boy, she could hardly get to class. Yeah. I wish, I wish at 19 years old, <laughs> you know, that I was diligently seeking, you know, what God had for me before everything else. But it, everything happens in his timing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the lady, somebody said at 55 and, something else you know that it comes when it comes because god already knows he's just waiting for us to wait you know to to be aware you know to realize what he already had purpose for us so when you some of the things you are saying i had just said the same thing to her some of the scriptures you read we had just talked about the temple of god Mm -hmm. and she said i know i realize that you know some of my friends and some people i'm going to have to let go and talked about separation so everything right. you talked about and the scripture talked about, we had just had a conversation about it. So I'm sure, that's why she was like, wow, y'all do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> They're speaking. That generation is really, really looking for answers in identity. Thank you, Dion. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for sharing, Sylvia. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. <clears throat> my name is LaRonda. Well, good morning. My name is LaRonda, and I've been on your line now for, uh, well, since August, and um, I was given the information from Jonathan, and I never really say much, but I make sure I'm on here to hear and listen. But to you particularly, and it's because um, from the first time I heard you, it seems to, you just seem to make it make sense for me. So I just got on here today to say thank you for one, and Sometimes you say things like, you know, um, if I say something that makes you uncomfortable, you know, if that's what you're reaching to do, that's what you want to do. And most of the time it does, which lets me know that this is working and I should be here. So thank you. I just wanted to say that. That's a huge deal. You just made my morning, Princess. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. It is encouragement for me to keep going. Um, And it's, it's not, if I just be 100. It's not always the funnest, nor is it always the easiest, but I understand that my obedience is tied to somebody else's freedom, and so it is 
well worth it. So thank you for opening your mouth this morning. Appreciate yes, ma'am. It, 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 man, it absolutely is, and I, I appreciate you. This has been the season of my life when I got on the call. And it was after I lost my grandmother, and it's been more than hard. I can't describe it, but it sounds like when I'm on here, it's a lot of people, you know, understand and have been through things so similar. And like I said, you make it so real for me, and I appreciate that because I, when I was younger, I was in church. I was baptized twice when I was younger, but as an adult, this is my first time really having a relationship with God where I'm in scripture and, you know, paying attention and it it couldn't be more clear to me. So thank you. That's what's up. <laughs> Good stuff. I like I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey man, anybody else? I was just gonna add too that even as believers, um, again, I'm fifty five and I've been on this walk for a long time. Um and uh, I just love how God continues to grow us, too, even in terms of, like, I remember when I was in um, at companies, when I was first starting out, and I'd have my little Bible, too, with me, a little one, and I'd have, like, some scripture, and I would just sit there and just listen to the music and, like, thinking I shouldn't be, be going around and, ha- you know, hanging out with the people. I, I was just in a different space, like, and just almost like a thing of like just do your job because they'll um and hearing wrong um unlearning things that are not true <laughs> like you know don't you can't trust anybody just go do your work and go well god put me there for a reason and i i'm so thankful that those um unlearning some of those things about not trusting everybody i mean i'm in a i mean not trusting many people I mean, I'm in a place now he's helped me, even with conflict resolution, connecting with people. And the more I can do that, the more I'm doing that, I see I have the opportunity like I did with the with the girl, um, just praying with her. So um, I used to be where we, when we used to go in the office, just think I need to be listening to scripture all day, <laughs> working in that, you know, I'm just learning, um, continuing. And I'm thankful for that. I love that, how God reveals things to us as we do our walk. Yeah, it's the truth. Very good and very, very necessary. God didn't send you to that job just to, to be a a worker. <laughs> ne- right. Never has, nor will he. His- oh, one more thing, Dion, how you pray for that man at Comcast. Um, I, you know, I say it a lot because I know how he, we don't know a lot of the things that God is having us do. Like, you know how you said you didn't know? I, I think you saw him 15 years or 17 years later, and you found out. You're like, what? God is doing, is, you know, just keep walking in the name of the Lord. And we are, I mean, just talking, people opening their mouths on the call. We don't know who we are blessing. We really don't. So I just thank God. And thank you for sharing. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? Good morning, Dion. This is Diamond in the back. Diamond so, Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel this stretching, that you just stretched me even more today to make me go for more, not to settle for nothing less than what he wants, to, he desires for me to have and to do for him. And it's mm-hmm. just like, for me, it's like you're putting on your socks, you're stretching them, you're pulling them up. So you have pulled me up again <laughs> today and have stretched me and I have extended my withered hand so it could be restored. Um, the love that you have just shown and given today, it's, it's, it's burning in me because my desire is even greater 
to know him even more, to know what he has for me to do for him, not for myself, but for him so that others may know him even greater or just know him on their first day being a new child born in him. Thank you for the stretching. Man, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. Amen. Anybody else? Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey, Ma. Hey, I literally, Minnie Ma, I was in there getting her ready, right? And I was like, oh, God. And Holy Spirit really just showed me because what you asked me the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how I even used to think of myself, of, you know, not valuable or not successful or, you know, things of that, of that nature, right? So I thought about even how God has been sustaining me, provided for me throughout, of course, my life. But when I realized, even in me, um, how many Von met, how I know that was God sent, you know, um, becoming working for her. And us being, you know, um, just just bringing her, because before Yvonne, I ain't going to say she didn't have a relationship with God, but I definitely know that um, throughout these years, both of our relationships have grown together, you know, with him. So it's just such a blessing in how I see how he took he my, my service, you know, my service, my loving kindness of when I thought I had to be, I had to be super smart. I had to, you know, uh, you know, thinking of the world, you know, this workforce, you know, that I wasn't going to, you know, I, I wasn't going to make, make it. I really used to believe that, you know, like, because, you know, with the income or whatnot. But looking back of how God sustained me, provided for me, took care of me through taking care of Yvonne, you know? And I was like, God be praised. And now even more so, of I, you know, looking at my service that I love to serve, of how even in that of going out of serving the homeless, of utilizing that of that time to minister to people, you know, um, even in a low points or you know, even whatever whatever Holy Spirit may bring of how to pray or how to minister to them. So I just really just was looking at how they combined in a you know of service of me devaluing who I was and who I am um, way before, you know, um, when he was given, it was always there. You know, it was always there. It was just my perspective in it. And now just coming, you know, it's just a lot. I was thinking about when you was talking to us, but I'm just so grateful for my identity of knowing who I am. I know whose I am. I know I am. I am royal priesthood. But it took a process of me getting there. You know, it took a process of me getting there. So I'm just so grateful for that. But I'm with you on that. You know, I'm 49. I would love, you know, for that 29-year-old, that 20-year-old to just grasp that, you know, and run with it. You know, so they won't be hindered like, you know, maybe we was, you know, saying in certain areas. So I'm mm-hmm. just grateful. You know, I'm just so grateful that it's my service. Like just being kind, just showing love you know, was enough for me, you know, like in that. I'm just, it's just such a blessing, such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Very good, Mona. And it's it's real. That's what it's all about. 
ultimately at the end of the day, the goal is that somebody, um, and and I, I said this last week, Matthew, the 17th chapter, the 17th verse, um, when, when the man brought his son to Jesus and said, I, I took him to your disciples, but they couldn't do anything. They couldn't heal him. Um, they couldn't heal him because they didn't believe that they could. And, and unfortunately, even in this season, modern day, um, a lot of, of what we experience is for real. Like, we don't get it. We, we don't get that everything that he did, everything that we read in that um, last will and testament, he left it for us. We inherited the right to be sons of God. We inherited. It was gifted to us. Every uh, amount of authority, every permission, he handed it to us for our own use in this dispensation. He gave it to us to walk into with authority. He told us to dwell here, to make residence here. It's our responsibility to not just believe, but to know it's not the same thing. You gotta know that nothing is accidental. Nothing is coincidental. Even the ooky things in life that have transpired are working for you like they that it really is in full operation in full swing to get you to the other side of purpose so don't um live a life of regret nothing happened to hurt you it all happens um to to change you to shift you to push you into another just keep going that's all i got going Cause I'm gonna win, cause I'm not gonna quit. You know, Absolutely. knowing the fact of you know the, my business now, you know that I'm still working on and seeing the blessings that is going to come from just knowing God, the kingdom names, or just coming in and, and you know getting blessed with a, a a potato that's so delicious that it makes you think how good God is. Well, let me stop, but I'm right. being serious. <laughs> God be praised. And right. get a word while you're there. How about that? Amen. It's real stuff. Yeah. Do it. You hear me? Do it. Yeah. 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 Hello. Hey. It's Krishanda. Um, love, love, love. Uh, declaration. And as one of you guys were talking, I could hear again that word shift. Um, there's a shift. Um, and. The word uh, when you were talking about your um, the man with the three days, uh, Mr. Cohen, um, and you said you you were in those places and you didn't know why all these things were happening, and the scripture that came is you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. It's the season um, to not be hidden. So God bless you for your word and um, today. You bless me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Anybody else before we go? 
talking there. Hi, this is Latoya. Hey, Toya. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I really appreciate your declaration. It not only convicted me, but it gave me some confirmation because I can remember since being 16 just loving kids. And I worked in daycare center after after school programs, tutoring all in college, after college. And I recently stopped doing it in like 2020 because I was pregnant with my son. And it was just a lot to deal with. And um, I lived in I lived in Atlanta for years, and that was a whole different story. But I remember when I got out of jail, I was like, God, okay, this is not for me. I'm never going back. You was right. This is not for me, God. I can't do this no more. I got to change my life. And he put it on my heart because my brother was in prison to go back and to help my brother and his children. So I, can't, I told my family, I'm like, hey, two weeks, I'm going back. I'm going to go and help my brother and his children. And I end up having a brain aneurysm within a week. Mm. And I was so confused. I was like, Lord, am I supposed to still do this? I barely made, I remember God whispering, you are already healed. And I was having a stroke during the aneurysm. But I remember going to the hospital and they did the, they did the, you know, the MRI. And they said, well, your brain is bleeding. We don't know where. And I said, wow, can you tell me I'm about to die? My mom was like, don't say that, don't say that. And I laughed because I felt better. I wasn't throwing up. My head didn't hurt no more. So I didn't understand what they were saying. I was the only one in that unit who didn't have to have brain surgery. And the way the blood dissipated, it just, everything worked out. And I was on two types of probation. But because of that, I was able to leave with my slate clean. I didn't owe nobody no money. Nobody couldn't tell me I couldn't go home. My slate was clean, so I understood that you had to clean my slate with this. So that I could go back. So when I came back to Michigan, I full-fledged got my niece and my nephew. I would see them and have nothing and be like, okay, let's go. Y'all, y'all hungry? Okay. And I know I got to go find some food, find some money, or do something else that they got to eat. So this year, my niece is 16, and I've been praying for her. I've been, you know, trying to help her to find God. And i lately been so like, God, is this really the cross of mine? Like, is this something you want me to do? So the whole time you talking God, like I've been telling you and telling you and look at you. You want to take care of kids your whole life. I done prepared you for this. Get your niece. She needs to find me through you. She needs to look at your life and see. And my niece always say, Oh, Arthur, you don't know nothing about this. And I be telling her, I lived the whole life while I was married with kids. I'm twenty seven. I lived the whole life. I don't owe myself nothing. I owe God everything. Because I mm. lived the whole life. I've been around the block as many times as you could ever be around the block and I'm still here. So it's not about my own strength and it's not for me that I'm still here. So Holy Spirit definitely convicted me and was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you once again, that's you right there. She is you. Remember the person that she wanted to find you and save you your whole life. You was looking for a mama figure, somebody to find you and save you and push you in the right direction and prepare you. That's you for her. You didn't have it so you could know what it feels not to have it so you can give it. Right. So it was just so much revelation. And it was a little conviction on that thing. Like, look, it's the last time I'm going to tell you. Like, did, you, did it right. But before <laughs> I was like, I don't have a house. We was in a duplex. Me and my husband, I'm like, it's one of those rooms. I just moved into a three bedroom house. It's more than enough room. Amen. God is he's providing every day. He's like, here. Here, husband switching jobs here. You said this is what you need to do it, okay? Here, I'm going to give you everything you need to do it, but you got to do it. So yeah. I was just like, 
Hey, Holy Spirit, I'm going to fast today because you talk in and you told me to fast earlier, but I was like, why did you fast today? What did that go? Come on, now you're like, no, you need to fast today. Today is the day. You need to fast. So thank you um, so much for your declaration and just for everything that the Holy Spirit did through you to speak to everybody on this call. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for sharing your Toya. I appreciate you. Very, very good. Good stuff. That's what's up. And then look, look how even an aneurysm and a stroke as a young woman, listen, stress is something else, ain't it? <laughs> Worry. <laughs> but to God be the glory. Not only are you still here, but you are here with the presence of mind to know that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you be? God be praised. Hey, Dion, I just want to uh, say that if nobody else told you, the 20th of March was on Monday. Was on Monday. Okay, today's yeah, the 21st. Today, today is the 23rd. Today the 23rd. Dion be so busy and booked. Girl, today she be is... so in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> hey, all no, y'all today is the 22nd. Today is the 22nd. 22nd. <laughs> yeah, it ain't the 23rd, 22nd. Yeah, the 22nd. I just looked at the calendar. Hey, hey, girlfriend. Hey man, Mona, Mona, tell me what she said. Oh yes, first she said, um, "Hey D, you know, of course." She said, "Thank you for helping her talk good," and she said, "God is, um, God is always with her." Then you said, um, "God helps her talk good." Yeah. And she said, "God, what else you say, sister?" Oh, oh he helps. God helps her with her work. And God give her the ability. What you say when I heard you say, God give me the ability to walk with the walk up. 
call. God give her the ability to walk with her walker. Mm, very yeah. good. Yes, but she was, yeah, she kept on saying how God gave her the ability to talk, but she was thanking you guys, thanking you for um, helping her talk good. Yvonne says mm-hmm. that the line, this line helps her talk good. It's the prayers and the ability that, you know, being able to speak, you know, when she desires to, and you know what I mean? And the Absolutely. love that comes back towards her. She she just was telling me that in there. I said, come on, you want to say Amen. something? She said, yes. So I said, come on. God, God Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Your, your voice matters. We love you. We love it when you talk. Thank you for trusting us. Even with your sound, it is such a priceless one. We thank God for you, Yvonne. Thank God you can walk and go to work and do all your stuff, girl. That's that's a beautiful, thank beautiful you. Hey, man. Anybody else before we close out? Wow. I cannot keep silent now. <laughs> um, this is Pamela. Um, you know, uh, for the last few months, or I guess since September, I've been, you know, taking care of my mom and um, I was taking care of both my parents, and then in November, I made the decision to bring her to California and take care of her in California against my entire family who fought me <laughs> to the nail. Um, but this is what I felt God was calling me to do. And I'm not going to lie, it's been extremely difficult, and I love your declaration because um, it's really uh, helping me see and put in place how God has prepared me for this time, um, you know, through school, through education, through, you know, just always giving me that love of gravitating to seniors and ministering to seniors and you know, going to senior homes and just spending time. Um, it's it's interesting because all for for my entire life, all of my friends have always been like ten years older than me, and you know, I've always sat among women who had so much wisdom and insight, and um, would always just you know minister to me in that way and for me now to you know be here with my mom um, at one point I was you know really asking God like you know how am I going to still do ministry how am I going to still be able to provide you know ministry to my church and to you know my church family and you know God spoke to me and was like, this is the ministry I have you doing now. This is what I have prepared you for, you know, um, through counseling, through ministry, you know, you are now in this phase of being here for your mother to, to minister to her and to walk her through this um, time of, you know, the end of her life um, and to be there with her as she struggles with Alzheimer's and, um, you know, the confusion, you know, that she has with it and emotions and 
depression and everything that goes along with it that she's going through. And, you know, just to hold her hand as she's going through this process. Um, but I I didn't really see it as God preparing me for this uh, until I heard your declaration. And I was, you know, just kind of had that aha moment that, you know, because I, after so many months, you start getting worn down and tired that you're just like, what am I doing? Did I make a mistake? Why did I do this? Right. But, you know, now I feel renewed and restored and, um, you know, feel really encouraged about what I'm doing and uh, the assignment that God has me on now. So thank you so much for your declaration. I'm trying not to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I love you, girl. <laughs> I love you too, babe. Yeah, I love you too. And I know, um, and I, I'll say this, sometimes it, it feels like nothing makes sense. Like everything is a wash. Like everything is um, out of sorts and out of place. And, you know, I, I understand what that feels like. I mean, my my life is full of moments where I'm like, what in the heaven backwards is happening right now? But what I am starting to realize as um, God consistently refines my identity in him. We have been so accustomed and become so familiar with the world and the world system and its idea of who they call us or who they suggest we are. And unfortunately, um, we've adopted the perverted idea. Remember, that's something that is deviated from its original state or purpose. But what I am discovering is that every single thing, even when I was displaced as a child, it prepared me for moments in time where um, I wouldn't have otherwise known how to function in a certain atmosphere or a certain place. It prepared me for the moments that I have in time now where some people don't know how to navigate. Every single thing that I've ever experienced from making bad decisions, um, the decisions that I thought would be the ruin of who I am. Um, It gave me access to information for somebody so that maybe they don't ever have to go through what I went through. Nothing is wasted. No step is out of step, even when you feel like it's a misstep. It all comes out in the wash. And if you do that 10-year review, I'm telling you, you're going to find something that you've been looking at all the time. It's one of those statements. It was there all along. We just get so sidetracked and we just live such um, permissive lives. I declare by the authority given me that this will be a season of intentionality where you will start to experience not just the fullness of joy, but a joy in such a way um, that even your mistakes you'll recognize as a gift. That's Mm -hmm. my prayer for every person on the call, that you don't beat yourself up anymore, that you come out of guilt and shame because you feel like you should be further. It's all working for you, I'm telling you. Don't even trip. It's all good. 
as Sanai would say, that's Tina's baby. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. You're fine. Trust me. Amen. Anybody else before we go? It's after the hour. Yes, this is Georgia. Um, I just want to say, when I look back even a year ago, where I am now from where I was then and how I was so scared to step, to, 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 to be led by the Holy Spirit because I had gotten, I had just gotten comfortable with finding what I considered to be my voice and who I am. And God says, okay, well, you found this confidence, but you didn't find it in me. So that's nice and all. You're going to have to lay that down and find, you know, rise up in your identity in me. <clears throat> and as that's happened, um, when I look back on the things that I was scared of, like, well, God, what parts of my life am, am I going to lose? What parts of my personality am I going to lose? And it was so self-centered. But laying all, laying all those things down has, has been the best decision for me. I found so much peace. Um, you know, I had a family member that had a birthday party, and my family's pretty close, had a birthday party a couple weeks ago. And I found out, like, the day of, a couple hours before, that there was a whole party planned. But I wasn't invited. And so I almost tiptoed into my feelings a little bit. But then Holy Spirit said, you know the stuff that they're going to be doing there. I don't really want you around. And there was so much peace in that. It was like, oh, I get it. I get it. So, you know, I'm so comfortable in his presence and in 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 my identity in God. It's like the things I used to have a taste for, I don't have a taste for anymore. I mean. He's finding corners of my life that I thought that 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 I didn't even know were there that I'm I'm being healed from, and so I just say all that to say I waited 40 years, and like you just said, you know don't don't worry about how long it takes, don't even trip, and I'm at that point now to where um, I'm just like okay Holy Spirit I'm in the, I'm in the passenger seat wherever you're trying to take me I'll go. Um, but I, I'm loving who I'm becoming in Christ, in, in my Christ identity. Um, and, and I'm forgetting and, and forgetting, not forgetting who I was, because that's a big part of who I was, but I don't have, I, I don't have a desire to hold on to it anymore. It's like, mm-mm, I, I don't have a desire to hold on to it anymore. So I just wanted to share that. Very good, Georgia. Yeah, you, you, are, you are pretty different, lady. <laughs> I'm heck proud of you. You've come a long way. It's dope to watch. Super dope to watch who you are becoming, um, who 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 you were already, who you, you have discovered through process is absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Excited for you. Excited for those that get to experience you. Amen. Well, y'all. Um, we are at the close of the call. Um, I pray that your day is full of victory after victory, full of moments um, where you recognize your wins, full of reflection. I pray that you take the time today to push back your plate and get to know you even a little better um, so that somebody that you are called to gets to experience the power um, of God through you and through your life. And uh, for those that are um, joining us for the fast today, 
We'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. Uh, if you are not fasting, we'll hear you tomorrow morning. I pray that you have an amazing, amazing day, and I'll meet you guys back here at 5. Love you guys. Blessings to you. Have a good day. You too. Have you a good day, everyone. God bless you. Good day, everybody. Good, good night. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Good afternoon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Declare victory. Good morning.